Hey, I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies podcast. Today, I have another fellow mom podcaster as my guest today. And before I bring her on, I want to give you a little bit of detail about her. So her name is Taryn Conwell, and she's the host of the End Domestic Mom podcast. And she's on a mission to dismantle the cringy and watered down version of self-care and motherhood. By teaching millennial moms to expect more and do less, she helps them create and implement their own restorative self-care routines. Let's not waste any more time. Please welcome Taryn Cromwell to the podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm so excited to have you on. Uh, And before we dive in uh, to all the mom things, I want to ask you my icebreaker question, which is what is your favorite cookie and or cookie memory? Yes. I, um, I love this question. It's so fun. I, my favorite cookie is, uh, I don't know what they're technically called, but the peanut butter with the, the Hershey kiss in the middle. Oh, they're, uh, well, you can call them a lot of things, but they're thumbprints, I think. Okay. Yeah. And the, my kind of my like funny story that has stuck in my memory for at this point, 25 years is that my mom always made those for Christmas. Like that was a Christmas cookie for us. And I thought, she invented them. Like, I don't, I just, from such a young age, I was like, this cookie is genius. And my mom is an inventor. And then um, when I was like, I don't know, maybe 10 or 12, I remember going to a Christmas party with like a friend, like my mom wasn't there. I was with a friend. It was her family. There was, you know, no one from my family there. And I saw those cookies and I was like, who, who, who brought these cookies? And (laughs) such and such and such. I'm like, how did they get my mom's secret recipe? <laughs> All these adults like, oh no, T, that is uh, that is not your mom did not invent that cookie. So I just always laugh about that. Anytime I see those cookies, I literally did. I was like, oh, my mom, she invented this cookie and burst my bubble when I was 12 years old and had to realize, no, I have, she in fact did not invent these. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I make those too. I'm actually looking it up right now because now there's a, there's a word for them. Oh, peanut butter blossoms is what they're called. Oh, peanut butter. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I know. I'm like, I know there's a name for it, but I don't know. I just know it's like the peanut butter co- cookie with the chocolate kiss in the middle. And I just love those. I know someone that used to call them doo-doo holes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, when I heard that, I was like, oh my gosh, yes, but no, right. no. Like, please it's like the emoji is just staring right at you now. <laughs> right? Yes. Absolutely. I mean, that's a real Texas thing to say, but I'm just saying like (laughs) they're technically called blossoms. Um, they're amazing. I make them. They're really good. I, I can't like eat the dough Yeah, and like it it, barely any get on the tray. And so that's hilarious. I think your mom invented them. That's hilarious. Yes. If only. (laughs) So tell us a little bit more about you. So you're in Chicago, right outside. You are a mom because you're I am. So tell us a little bit more about your family and yeah. So I have uh three kids as well. So and mine are seven, almost five, and two. You have Um, to say the almost five because it's like they're big kids at five. Like my my, mine just turned five in May, and uh all of a sudden he's just big kid. 
Yes. Oh, so I know. Private said, I know I'm private. I know it's a whole part. hand. It's it really hand. is. Yeah. And your youngest just turned five, right? Yes. yes. He just turned five. And then I, my other just turned seven because they have two days apart from each other. And then my oldest okay. eight and a half because his half birthday's on one of their whole birthdays. Oh, funny. Okay. Yeah. You know, you celebrate two in one weekend. It's the whole thing. So yes. I get yeah. the whole almost. Right. It. Yes. Yeah. So she, yeah. And five is just, is big. It was when my oldest turned five, I remember like, oh, now my middle's turning five. I'm just like, five's a big age. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, and I am married to my high school sweetheart. We are actually Aww. next month going to celebrate 20 years. We got married on our 11 year dating anniversary. So we'll be celebrating nine years married, but 20 years together, which is like amazing, really weird. Yes. But like, so so I can't even believe it. People, I was at a wedding last weekend and people are asking and I was like almost 20 years. Okay. Yes. Together. Um, That's yes. amazing though. Yeah. You know, you can only hope for that. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, so I, and I have, I started on domestic mom about four years ago. It started as a meal planning blog because I do love to cook and I like, uh, meal planning was just something I was naturally good at and I enjoyed it. And it was a big part of, you know, fulfillment for me and motherhood to just put, you know, sort of put my thing out there into the world. And then, you know, the pandemic came and I realized that, uh, my self-care, uh, routines and like the beliefs I had behind it, um, were kind of, uh, they needed to be adjusted. Obviously with the pandemic, there were a lot of things that, uh, came. And, oh, sure. We know, all let things go. Yes. Like we had to make a huge change. Yeah. And I, and my, my youngest was born in the beginning of the pandemic. So he's a May, 2020 baby. So not only was it pandemic time, it was like, you know, uh, now I have three kids and a newborn and so and being born in the pandemic is very, like my nephew yes. was born, um, a, the pandemic B it was the ice storm of the century for Austin. So it was like oh, a double yes. whammy yes. and it was crazy. Um, and so he was born in 2020. It was just a st- stressful time. Just it was because just going to doctor's appointments. You only one of you could go. It was crazy. I don't yes. know how it was it there, but same. No, it was the same, you know, and yeah. especially at that time, it was like, oh, your, your husband might not even be in the hospital room with you. Like there was, I actually got induced at 37 weeks because our hospitals had like a dip and my midwife was just like, you know, did the, like, you know, did the ultrasound, like baby's a good size, like how about we just go for it? It was my third. So she was pretty confident the induction would be okay. And I was like, all right, let's just go for it. So, okay. um, because we didn't know the hospitals at that time, it just, we didn't know. So it was obviously stressful. And so I just sort of re-evaluated, um, you know, I felt like self-care at that point, like the, well, it's still the day, the words, like it lo- we said it so much, it lost all meaning, but I knew I had to just create uh, space and time and things for myself that would allow me to continue to thrive in motherhood. And so once I started doing that for myself, that's kind of all I wanted to talk about. And so I pivoted on domestic mom and, uh, you know, started my podcast talking about it. And then I, so why do you call it undomestic mom? Cause so do you work or do you have it? I mean, we all work. Yeah, let's just, right. just yes. like, like, let me not like, let's no. rephrase that. Like, do you <laughs> yes. have a career on was, top of your work? Of yes. Mom? <laughs> yes. Um, so I, prior to the pandemic, I also ran a home daycare. So I had my kids and then I worked in the home, but with, uh, like running a business with my kids in tow. Um, and then the pandemic came and 
you know, we closed down and then I just never opened back up um, and kind of let the podcast and on domestic mom be my, be my career, which is, was always my calling to like transition. Um, I did love having a home daycare, but I was great. The pandemic came and it took us, but it also gave us like, there were things right. that it, you know, it's <laughs> like, and that was it one did. Of it shifted so much because it really did. You can, I mean, so many businesses were created by moms yes. in the pandemic because a we were losing our ish when it came to trying to teach children. I mean, you have young ones just like me, so their early childhood, their early school. So, like at the pandemic, mine was didn't get to finish kindergarten, my oldest, okay, and that's yes. my oldest kid. And it's like, I'm learning how to be a parent with this new like school in general. And then I'm going to have to take them in and not really understand. And then I've got the preschool thing and it's, then I have to teach them how to read and write. And I'm like, I'm not a teacher. I'm not yes. a teacher. My sister's a teacher. My mom's a teacher. My dad's a teacher. I am not, it's not something I signed up for. I will help with homework, but I am not equipped to train you. And it was just, and I get that the schools were also, my sister's a principal. So I saw all the ins and outs of the very, very unknown. Like they really didn't know anything. They were just winging yes. it and yeah. we were winging it as moms already. And then now we got to throw that. And so just helping support other moms, whether that's through businesses or podcasts, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, that, that exactly. And that was the pandemic was just I never, I mean, who did, but like, I never, although, I mean, I, sometimes my husband likes to show me clips of like president Obama talking about the, the, the fact that this was going to happen. So I guess some people knew it was going to happen at some point, but I never thought I'd live through something like this, let alone as long as it took. And so, um, yeah, so that closed, I closed my daycare and that was, uh, a, a, for me, that was a really great growing experience. And so I enjoyed doing it. Um, but yeah, so I pretty much always stayed home with my kids, but I've also always worked. So it's been, you know, it's like a real dichotomy of um, being stay at home and work at home. The only thing I haven't done is worked outside of the home with children. Right. And are you still, did you pick up the, the, did you pick up the preschool or the, the, the daycare after? I did not. No, no. And I haven't. And I don't, and I never, I like to never say never, but I don't anticipate don't doing that to. again. Yeah. Um, I'm much more enjoying this, uh, you know, the entrepreneurial ship uh, routes. I think I, before that, when I still had a daycare, I was definitely just more on domestic mom was more of a hobby. Whereas now it's more of a business. And so it's the flexibility and um taking care of your own, especially as I had more children, you know, I started my daycare, I only had one. And then yeah. like, <laughs> they have your own mini daycare. Exactly. I was <laughs> like, it's, it's too much. And so and when you have a, a business inside of your, when you have to be professional inside of your home. Um, and when you, at, the question started with what is on domestic mom? Why, where did the name come from? And that kind of uh, the name came from, cause I'm not, I'm not very domestic. <laughs> Do, so, okay, I'm let's dive into that a little bit. Do you not cook? Yeah. Do you not clean? Do you not do laundry? Is that kind of thing? Everyone's or? like, well, you love to cook. So I do love to cook, but it's the other stuff. So it's all the other aspects of like keeping home, like the cooking, the cleaning, the maintenance, the like, I can live in squalor. Like, I just don't <laughs> care about, thankfully, I married somebody who, who does care. <laughs> I was going to ask, like, is your husband a neat freak? Does he yeah. also work at the yeah. home or out uh, of the home? Yeah, no, he works outside of the home. The pandemic, he was home. He he worked from home uh, during that time. Oh, well, you and, got to know each other real good. Yeah. You knew each other for 20 years. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
This is, I am, I'm currently sitting in what I call my office. This I was going to ask you, is that a closet? Now the it viewers is. can't, the, the listeners can't see. I used to sit in my son's closet and do it because he okay, was yeah. but yeah. this is like a bright white. I'm like looking at it, like looks fairly organized. It might be a dresser could yes. be well, behind a me box. Is- do you need to help? Knock twice. <laughs> Yeah, behind me is my meditation space. So it's I like see that now. I can see yeah. it before. There's that. It's nice. Yeah. I had a scooch other way. Yeah. So I created this. This was like made completely out of necessity. It was just a closet full of uh, art supplies that we never used. I would call it my craft room, and my grandpa would call it my crap room. So, um, and so I just was like, I need to, we don't use this stuff and I need a space for myself because now everyone's in this house 24 seven. So I created this area for myself, but yeah, no, as far as like the cleaning and the, all the organizing and the things and the schedules and the, it's like, I'm not, I'm a hot mess when I, I mean, I, I have to do it cause I'm a mom and I love, I always wanted to be a mom, but the undomestic part was just, um, the part that's very much. I don't view motherhood or anything to do with motherhood as being like how clean my house is or how organized we are. 1950 style. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And I do love to cook, but just because I love to cook doesn't mean every night I'm cooking and it doesn't mean that I don't ever make them a frozen pizza or, you know, so it's. I got a whole bunch of them in my freezer. Yes. Um, I was not cooking tonight. Yes. (laughs) Costco did. (laughs) Exactly. So yeah, so that's where that is where the name came from. And, uh, and yeah, it's kind of just followed me because it still holds true today. Like that's just very much, I feel like uh, a good depiction of who I am. Everyone is like that. There are mothers that love to do that kind of thing in them. For me personally, I have a lot of anxiety. So organization brings me happiness. Like I just overhauled my pantry because I got an itch and I'm like, I just got it and, and I see everything out of boxes and it just makes me feel better. It has yes. nothing to do with the fact, yes, it makes things easier for the kids, but it also gives me joy and gives me calm. And I don't know why it just, <clears throat> my dad did it too. And I'm trying to get better about not being so rigid because I'm trying to take more time to enjoy the things and focus the laundry laundry. If you've been listening and I know you a long time listener of the podcast, um, I hate laundry. <laughs> laundry is kryptonite. Like I will do laundry. I will throw it in, but folding and putting away forget it. And I used to do it in the carpool lane before pre-pandemic yes, and, or post-pandemic, I should say, because, um, I didn't have the name, like my nanny at the time, because my ex-husband was always traveling. So I always had at least a hand and I was like, great. She at least does the laundry. Cause I hate it. And then when I lost her, cause of, I was like, well, crap, who's going to do it? I guess it's gotta be me. And my kids have to, you know, have, yes. have clean clothes. I just caught up on laundry two weeks ago. I finally just was like, I just need to do it. Cause I need to overhaul my drawers and do the donation thing. Um, I have four baskets of folded laundry that I still have a put away. <laughs> I'm just proud that I did it and yes. I folded it. And now I'm like, now I got to find a place for it. Cause I right. have a lot of now new empty drawers and things like that. And, uh, trying to find a place to put it. <laughs> yeah. And you know, in my house, what we stopped doing, I think after I had my second was we just stopped folding. We just don't fold anymore. <laughs> so we, it just goes in the drawer unfolded and most and 90% of the things, it doesn't matter. It looks the same, you know, like you put it, it's, it's not getting wrinkled. I don't own a ton of things that are linen or, you know, that are like put it oh, in the dryer. Exactly. And, and that's what I was going to say. And if I, it, it is wrinkled, it goes in the dryer. For and you so, know, if it's wrinkled, I just say, well, kids, 
Exactly. You didn't have time. Like yes. that's least of my worries. Yes. You know, because I did. I had to eliminate yeah. something. I was like, uh, and putting it away was like, oh God, it's everywhere. I'm like, oh, this is this clean. We be rewashing. Is this clean? Is this dirty? I'm like, well, we'll eliminate folding that. We will still put it away, but we will eliminate. This one is clean. Time. It's too clean. much. Yeah. It's so you find many. it. They're not naked. Um, exactly. <laughs> the kids love to be naked at this age. And that's why I also cut my hair off. I was like, I was so stressed because of all the things that are happening in my life right now that. I was just like tired of doing that, that, but I also didn't feel good with just my hair in a knot all the time. And I was like, you know, I've had short hair. I'm chopping it off. I don't have to do anything. It's naturally wavy. I just throw some stuff in it to control the frizz from this Texas heat. And it's so much better, so much easier. And it, I feel good because I feel like I look halfway decent. I don't, and then hair in a knot all the time. I don't feel like I'm pulling chunks of hair out anymore. Yes. And it's all about eliminating the things that are extra, right? like self-care, right? Um, for me, just putting on, like, I'm trying to get back into working out and everything like that because of my energy level and just getting back <clears throat> to it. And summer makes it difficult. We have all the kids at home because yes. your oldest is eight. So he's going in a she, she she is she and she is go uh she's seven Third. and so she's going into second grade so she's the age of my middle so who's also yes. going into second so yes it's like that's when they start coming home with homework and it's just like they're learning add and subtract and they're doing money lots of different things like yeah have fun have fun with right. that one uh, yeah this it's morning, real it's real what second grade's about yeah, yeah. everyone so keeps telling me that I'm like, I didn't, we didn't do half the homework in first grade. I, I, again, the undermat, I'm like, oh, the homework, we got to get that done. Everyone tells me second right. grade's a game changer though. Oh, it is. And I think too, it's also not like about how much homework you have and how much like they're learning. I think that, you know, homework isn't always a thing, but that's a whole nother right. thing, uh, discussion about schools. But, um, what do you do? I mean, you showed us, showed me, uh, your meditation space. So what does your self-care look like and how do you help moms determine what self-care looks like for them. Yeah. So for me, self-care has two qualifiers. The first being that you have to look forward to it. So if you are somebody who does work out for health, right? Like like, every morning I jump in that Peloton and I do that because I want to stay in shape. Every morning I wake up, I dread it. I don't want to do it. I love it. I consider that health and wellness, but I don't personally consider that self-care because you don't, you dread it. Now, if you love it, we can put that in self-care category. Yeah. Um, that's for me, sleep. I love, I love sleep and I look forward to it. And I get- hey, men, sister, yes. I love me <laughs> sleep. I am not a morning person. If you are a listener, a long time listener, you know, I am not a morning person and I accept that. And yes. Yeah. I'm not trying to say it. And I'm the opposite. I'm a morning person. So I go to bed real early and I love, and I, and I, how early do you go to bed? How early? I mean, I'm in bed at like 9 PM every night. Jeez. Like I am like getting my night started at 9 PM. I'm like winding down. Kids are in bed. Like I'm like, if I go to bed at nine, I'm up at three. Okay. Yeah. See, and I, and I could get like my eight to nine hour, like my kids are early risers too. So I like to get that eight plus hours of sleep every night. And so for me, I look forward to sleep. So I do put that in self-care. Now, if you're someone who is, you know, I have moms that I've coached before. They're like, oh, I love my nighttime though. Then I'm like, okay, then we're not putting this in self-care category because you don't look forward to going to bed. Sure. I mean, you love sleep, but you, you want that night and I get it. Um, so the first, so that's the first qualifier. You have to look forward to it. And then the second thing is it does have to, in some way, restore you. So if it is Mm. something that, um, 
if you look forward, depending on your personality, right? If you look forward to seeing your friends going, you're having like, oh, all my girlfriends are getting together for dinner or drinks, you know, once a month. I look forward to it, but it's really, really draining. Again, we can put that into a different case. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that it's not something you don't love to do. We're not going to qualify that as self-care though, because it's not restoring you. So Mm -hmm. those are for me, my two kind of, um, qualifiers. So for me, self-care, uh, the an actual reality, what I like to do for self-care is babysitter, <laughs> get a babysitter. Um, I, that comes 100%. off the top of, yeah. And so that comes off the top of our budget. Uh, I have to set aside some amount of money for, we have a mother's helper and then we have a, a, a like a career nanny who's, who she has a primary family, we're her secondary family. So we get, um, the odds and ends of her schedule, which is fine. Cause I, I'm, I have a flexible schedule. Being Adaptable. Yeah. But that is for me, I have to be able to get away from mm-hmm. my children. Uh, <laughs> at, at least, you know, 20 hours a month. You know what I mean? Like there's just this, this, uh, built in. It's okay to take a break. It's okay yes. to need that space. I went on vacation last week. Um, to see my family, um, up North and my local family, my parents, my sisters, they were there too. I could, a, I could not bring my children because I'm in the middle of a divorce and I can't take them out of state lines. Uh, so I would have loved to take them because it's the beach and it's a really family oriented place, but being not being able to, it allowed me to just take a breather, see other family. My sister brought her two little ones. She's got a one-year-old and a four-year-old and, um, she was just that they were restricted a lot. And so I was like, wow, it's not my kind of vacation this time. And it was nice to just, I took a morning by myself and walked on the beach and looked for shells and just listened to music. And I got to work on the, you know, and just my own pace and not have to worry about like the kids coming home and being quiet. And when I came back, um, my kids were with their dad. And so I had another day and a half to kind of decompress before they came home. So I could unpack, I can unwind, I could get back into home mode. And I have to say, since I've been back and I've been back a few days now, I've, I'm more motivated. I'm cooking dinner. I've I'm in a happier space and it's not, I missed my kids. I FaceTime them every day, but not having that day-to-day responsibility and knowing also that they were in good hands. It, it just, it does a number for your mindset. Yes. Yes. And I think that, um, at least for me and I, and I do tend to coach moms who's, who are, their children are young, even younger than mine. So they haven't necessarily tried it yet. Like getting babysitter. I got a babysitter for my first when she was three months old. So I was like, "Eh, babysitters are huge. I mean, yeah, that's a big two. Yeah. And it's it's okay. It is okay. And it, and you can, um, also, the tr- a lot of times it's like the trust factor. It's like, we got to work through that too. Like it's, if you can't trust somebody else, if you can't find one mm. amazing person uh, to stay with your kids, we have to work through that too. Cause there are lots of incredible people out there and yes. I'm all about and there's like, ways to manage. Totally. That. I'm all about vetting. Yes. The way we check their, uh, you know, we talk a lot about, well, you can bring them here. You can bring, so what I do is I bring them in and I watch them. Like I'm not here, but I'm here because they can't hide for long. If they're going to mess up, they, they can't like be perfect forever. So if you ever are hiring someone, you want to do it, do it on a test basis, do it for like yes. two weeks and just see, yep. because it, 
I always say to the person that I'm hiring, like, if I'm not a fit for you, you've got to tell me, like, I don't want you just to take the job to take a job. Like I want you to be a good fit. I will tell you if you're not a good fit for me, it's okay. Not everyone does the things and functions the way that we want. And that's okay. And it might not be the job for you. And you might not be the person for me. So it's okay to get help. I've always had help because my ex would travel every other week. I had back problems and it just, I physically couldn't. And I was also working. And so bring someone in, it just gives you an extra security blanket. If there's an emergency, like my daughter broke her arm last uh, fall, freak accident on her bike. Mm -hmm. I was able to take her to the hospital or to the urgent care to get an x-ray while my other two were here with a sitter. And I didn't have to worry that I had to bring all three children to the urgent care, try to deal with a child that's crying or scramble to try to get someone to my house. So it's just, having an extra set of hands is huge. It's so huge. And I, yeah, I, I agree. Like even just for the things you, I don't know if I'd use one interview you want, give them a chance. And yeah, no one's saying you have to use them forever. Cause you know, when I say babysitter, I'm talking, um, not necessarily with right. Your, your full-time childcare aspect. If your no, kids, once a uh, week. yeah, exactly. And I, um, uh, for a while was working just with stay at home moms. So their issue was, well, I don't want to say, I don't feel like I deserve to spend the money on it. Now that I'm working with both stay at home and working moms, the working moms are like, well, I don't feel like I should be away from my kids any more than I already am. So Cause you're already like, working. Exactly. So that's what we're busting down. I'm that's just like, different. That's so it, different that you have to understand. Like you're is. working when you're working, you're, you're in a job yeah. when you're away from them on off hours, that's you time. That's you and your partner's time. That's you and your friends, whatever it is. It, it's not taking more time away from your kids. It's also showing them that they're your mom and dad or mom's taking time. Yes. To do something and my fun. Kids, exactly. And my kids love the babysitter. That's the thing. That's the other thing too, is like your kids, my kids are whooping it up right now with the babysitter. Like when I told them this morning, I was like, oh yeah, Allison's coming today. They're like, yes. And my oldest daughter ran and got something she was saving to show her and they're going to do make a magic show. And they got, and she's like, do we have a box of cake mix? I'm like, yeah. You know, so like. What they, do you want to do with the cake mix? Is the exactly. question. Right. They, I'm like, they love it. And I, and she has been our sitter at this point. Um, we're going on like three and a half years. So she's been in our family for a long time, but uh, I had to give her a chance. You know, like you just, yeah, you have to like let down your guard a little bit. Yes. I always recommend if you really are concerned yeah, have them stay home while they at first work you know like and and get the observation um trust your mom instincts you know like yes. really trust it like you'll you my hawk i have had to fire a couple sitters because at this so point I. over tw- yeah i mean at this so. point i had like 25 so it's not you know like oh i had three and i had to fire two no but it is it's not great um but you you both times my hawk was up i knew and i was like, ah, we'll see. And then I was like, oh, okay, I got to learn, learn to trust it. So you, so you will, you'll, you will know if it's a good fit and your kids will be happy when you return and they'll have all these great things to tell you about how much they love the babysitter. Yes, and because if really sitter know. is not mom, mom's going to no. be extra cautious and not that the sitter won't be, but it's just like, when you're a mom, you're just like, stop running. This is, it's just yes. no fun. Yes. And, and, if you're a mom like me, it's like, oh God, that's a mess. I'm going to have to clean that up later. And the babysitter is like, well, I'm going to have to clean it up anyway because I'm paying her too. Yes. <laughs> yes. And they have the fresh energy and all that. So that is um, for me, like I said, since the beginning of motherhood, that was kind of like my, uh, a big piece of my self-care. And the other piece of that, or the other thing of self-care too, for me is um, 
every day having like an end time. So for me and my husband, we, and this started when we had my first, I don't do bedtime and bath time. I don't like it. I I'm up with the kids early. He, he has a later start than I do. I I'm up with them. I'm a morning person. He's a night owl. So by the time 6 PM rolls around, I'm done. I'm tapped out. So he takes over, he can bathe and put three kids to bed every night. Right. And they don't fight him either. Exactly. His dad. No, exactly. And so that's the other piece of my self-care is this daily thing where, where it's not this, I'm not a mom who has the mentality that my mom does everything. Says I got to do everything around here. Um, it's, it's really, what do I not like to do? I'm going to take this off my plate. Uh, obviously it's a conversation. Obviously there's things he doesn't like to do on the weekends. I always let him sleep in. He loves to sleep in. He's a night owl. I love to get up early. So it's not that it's like not balanced. It's just a, um, a daily Dance. thing for me. Yes. Yes, exactly. And it's a balance and it is really routine too. It works yeah. for you. Like not every body, it doesn't work. Like my no. brother-in-law does bath time. Most of the time, I think, I mean, when I'm over there or maybe it says, maybe my sister just sitting in the living room talking to me and he takes over, but <laughs> they have their dance because everyone's schedule is different. Mm-hmm. What, what helped me when uh, my kid's dad was here and in town, I had to learn how to let go of how I did it or the nanny did it. Cause the nanny would always do it the way I showed her. Yes. And we just kind of did it together. Cause it, she was like, she's like my student spouse. Like he was never here. So it's like, I don't even like run things by him. It's like, yeah. I'm going to do whatever's she's free and um, go around her schedule. If she has something. And so when he would do it, it was helpful. I had to learn how to not want to control everything and just be like, this is dad's way of doing it. And then there's mom's way of doing it. And are they getting bathed? Yes. Are they getting in their pajamas? Yes. It might not be the same order and, or the matching set that I clearly have set out, but are they dressed? Yes. Are they bathed? Yes. Are they brushing their teeth? Yes. Are they in bed? Yes. But is it the way I did it? No. Yeah but are the kids alive and fine? Yes. So it's like trying to relinquish some control when you're trying to let go of some things. Exactly. Especially if you are in, you know, if you are in the eight years of motherhood, say, and you have for all eight years really taken on 75. I mean, I'm not kidding when I say I work with moms who when we put it all down on paper they are taking 85 percent of the household responsibility and it's not um that their partner does not is not willing or is not you know it's just that they've taken it on and that's just kind of how it keeps going and same thing with the wanting to like micromanage and be in control I walk away I because just because I'm like oh, I don't really care to no I care about weird things too you just don't you know? see it I just so want to see it. I don't see it. Oh, they're bathed. Great. Yep. Don't know how it got there, but great. Exactly. I go downstairs. I'm like, I cannot. And he'll even say that sometimes if I'm like upstairs doing something and I'm like, what's it? He's like, go, go away. Just get, just, you don't, you don't care and you don't need to care. And I'm like, you're right. I just got to go away. So if you are like that, just don't look, just don't look. It is. It's like out of sight, out of mind. Like go put some earphones in, go outside, have a glass of wine, like just let dad handle or whoever's handling yes. as long as it's getting done in a safe way and Mm -hmm. 
that's all like, don't like, don't be having a rager in the bathtub where someone's going to slip and fall and crack their head open. But you know, for the most part, it's, I can't hear yelling. Like if I'm working and the kids are doing something with the nanny and I hear screaming and yelling or crying, I can kind of let the crying go for a minute. Cause I'm like, let's just see, like, maybe they're probably just nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, your kids cries. Mm-hmm. There's something really, really wrong. But, um, if I hear yelling and fighting, I cannot. And then I come out and I'm like, if I hear the nanny, if I can hear her voice, she's being too loud. Yeah. Which means y'all aren't listening. Mm-hmm. So now I got to intervene. And that's when I take the reins a little bit more. Um, my nanny is on the younger side. And so she's still learning how to be more yeah. assertive, yeah. um, which is okay. I'm, I'm all for helping and teaching. Um, they love her. She has fun with them. She's responsible. That's all I can ask. You know, yeah. if I have to come and in, in interject a couple times, it's fine, but it's okay to ask for help. I mean, we, cl- we hire people to clean our house every two weeks to deep yeah. clean because we don't want to clean the toilets every week. So we bring someone in. So what's the difference between bringing someone in to help you watch your kids for a little while to get a breather or just to take the load off. So you can go and maybe cook dinner because you have some extra stuff. Like exactly. I hate laundry. If I could hire someone to come in and just do my laundry, I would. Um, yeah. And that's, and that, and I think that's part of it. Um, again, going back to more when I'm talking with working moms who are, they're feeling like it's the time thing versus the money thing. What I say to them is what's better. Like if you're there and you're checked out cause you're burnt out, but you're there, that doesn't, you don't, we, no one needs that. Like give connecting. yourself no a connection there. Just give yourself two hours of a break. Have the, you know, like the 12 year old down the street, come in and play with your kids while you are eating. Maybe you don't even leave your house. Maybe you just go and like, you know, retreat somewhere, take a long bath, do your nails, whatever you can. Again, I don't like to like go into the tropes of self-care, like a bubble bath. So everybody's like, got their thing. Everyone's got their thing, but just being for me, again, the self-care isn't the, the actual act. It's just the being away. I could be doing anything. I could be doing anything down here. And if I'm getting the break from the, you know, because mother is sun up till sundown, um, then it's it not even good. They yeah. wake up in the middle of the night. Well, right. <laughs> <laughs> I heard this morning, like literally I was, my, my oldest was like, can you tell Zachary not to come in and wake me up? I'm like, didn't you wake him up yesterday to play video games? He's like, yeah, but he woke me up early to snuggle. I'm like, that's sweet. Like, that's so sweet, but I get it. But now, you know, like, yeah, not waking your brother up. If just, if you're getting up and you're a morning person, get up and go and do your thing. Instead, he just wakes me up uh, to get the password to watch a documentary. And I'm like, totally cave today. Just going to just, I'm going to just do a mom confession. I totally cave this morning and gave him the password of the Amazon pin. I'm like, yeah, like, you know, you know what you're supposed to do and not do. So, you know, if I catch you, you know, I'll change it again. Cause I had to change it before. He's like, I promise I'm just watching the T-Rex thing. I'm like, okay. Like it's hilarious. And I was like, you know what? I'm just giving it. And he, I told it to him like in a half asleep. Cause I'm like, it's six o'clock in the morning. And you know how mom likes to at least sleep till seven. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so he, uh, he's an early riser and he's like, I can't remember that. I'm like, go get a pen and paper. <laughs> like, well, how do you do a five? I'm like, you're going to third grade, bud. Like, don't act like you don't know. Like go get a piece of paper off my office. <laughs> yes. And you'll, if you want to watch it that bad, you'll figure it out. Oh yeah. The firstborns, they will. Yeah. They're yes. They will show you skills that they pretend they don't have 
if they really yes. want it. Yes, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think, and, and we're modeling for kids. I mean, we've, I've talked about this before. I'm sure you've talked about it. Like mm-hmm. they're watching everything. They see things you don't think they're seeing. And so if they don't see you taking care of you, mm-hmm. they're going to learn and, or not understand and respect when you do want to yes. setting those boundaries with them. Like this is not like they're still figuring out like when my door is closed or I have my headphones on, like you don't come in here. I'm recording with somebody or, you know, yesterday I was like, do you see someone on my computer screen? Like, yeah. I'm like, get out. (laughs) If there's someone on my computer screen that you don't know, you shouldn't be in here. And so it's, it's, then they want to say hi and and all the things and it's fine. That's the nature of working from home, but learning to set boundaries and showing them what self-care looks like and how important it is to not lose yourself just because we're a mom doesn't mean that that's what we are now we're still Taryn we're still Heather we still have our interests that we had prior to having kids we might not be able to do the things we used to do as frequently like go to concerts or go out all the time if you were a clubber I mean maybe go once in a blue moon but you still don't lose your interests right yes and that I think a lot of times it's too, and I, and I, something I just really, I just like to dissect different generations, but there's something about millennials that is very much wanting to do every, all of the things. And they don't realize, mm-hmm. you know, like when I talk to my grandma, my grandma is technically silent generation. My mom's technically a boomer, but my grandma, like, yeah, she did all the house generation. What does that put her? What's your grandma? Oh. She'll be 80 in a couple weeks. So my grandfather's 94. What does that put him in? Is my grandma the oldest or the youngest of the silent generation? He's probably still silent generation. I think my grandma's the youngest. Which is basically silent. you don't say anything? Uh, yes. Yeah. It's a lot of just like really like inter- internalizing everything. Until Emotions then, are bad. Don't show it. Yes. Yes. And and my grandma grew up with, yeah, she kept the house perfect, pristine. It was all about my grandpa. It was all about the dinner. And then she tells me stories. About, she had three kids too. So she tells me stories about my uncle. Oh yeah. He was the youngest, you know, her last, oh, I don't just, I don't know where he'd be. He'd be down the street at some neighbor's house, you know, like, oh yeah, Miss Susie, she didn't have any kids and she didn't care if Kenny was playing in her Tupperware drawer. We don't, that's not a current reality for millennial moms. We, you, mm. there's not one millennial mom I know who let their three-year-old walk down the block alone to no. go play in your neighbor's Tupperware It's a drawer. different world. Like, or exactly. when you think that it was like, you could ride your bike, you put your home by the time the streetlights are on mm-hmm. is, you, is that type of generation. Right. So we want to apply some of the fifties, some of the nineties. Now we're in the twenties. I mean, is that what we call it? 2020s? I don't even know. The 20s, I still think of flappers. I'm like 20s. But like, we want to apply all of those and put them together. And I don't know if it's because of all of the events that have led up to us. I think like a lot of times I think about like we graduated college when, you know, the market crashed and like, we're just like, we'll just take, I'm always like, we're like Oliver, like, I want some more. We'll take the scraps. We'll take anything. We think we have to do it all. Like, I don't know what parts of it feed into it. Um, I'm interested in that aspect of it all I know is that I look around and I just see burnt out women because they think it's possible to do 
every part of that. When our moms didn't, our moms didn't care about what other people thought about their parenting skills. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that, we we just keep bringing it more, bringing it more. And I think Gen Z, which are, you know, the next generation, they're taking a lot. They're even taking more off their plate. I can even see them because the oldest of those are now becoming mothers. And I can see them not like, it's something about millennials. And so I think- Can you, can you be more specific? So I'm fascinated with the- I'm a borderline millennial. I was born in 1985. So was I, yeah. I'm an yeah, elder millennial as a life. Elder millennial. So yes. the whole, so I don't even know what generation we're in anymore. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I just said, I was born in the eighties. Like, and now it's 1900s. People are saying, well, you were born in the 1900s. It's like, oh God. Yeah. Like, huh. <laughs> like yeah. I, I mean, like the, my nanny is 18 and I'm like, you were born in the 2000s okay yeah like yeah so she's gen z and then our and our kids are alphas yeah i was gonna ask so what's after z alphas that's what they'll be called so there we go back to the beginning so technically generation a but you know we always give people nicknames so they will be known as alphas so we're starting over Mm -hmm. because we're at z yeah so where does the original a come from then Oh, that I, I, I know up to, uh, silent generation. Oh no, before silent generation. Oh, I do know them. It's, it's, it's great. It starts with great. I don't know what it's called. Silent generation. Then it's boomers. Then it's Gen X. Then it's millennials, Gen Z, which some people call zoomers and then alphas. So they all like they're kids of betas. Maybe. I know it's interesting how people, how the names come about, you know, I wonder if it was because of, um, maybe like year 2000, like, what was that? It was like 2k or right. The millennial was a, yeah. Yeah. Cause it's a millennial. I mean, maybe that is, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I don't do the naming. I just yeah. thought it was, it's everyone's like, well, he's a boomer. She's a this, she's a that. I'm like, I, what year were you born? Right. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. Yeah. So yeah. this is just, um, I think that self-care is always a hot topic. It's always, uh, important and it looks different for everybody. Some is catching a wave, uh, Absolutely. you know, some it's, you know, sitting in a dark room. Quiet. Exactly. And that's the biggest thing I like to just like put out there is let it just be what it is for you. That actually feels good versus what society wants you Except to for think like it is drrug use. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that would like, be, makes you that feel good. Numbing, like, wow. No, that would be numbing out. Yes. Like yes, that, yes. There's a difference. Yeah. 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 But anything, um, you know, that you like, and there's, there's a time and a place for numbing. I mean, scrolling is numbing out, you know, and a lot of times I will have my moms be like, well, you know, I, I like to take this hour to scroll. That's fine. Like, again, I'm here for all the different things we do in our lives. That's not self-care. And so now we have to think of like, what can we do to incorporate to, give you that restoration because it doesn't restore you by scrolling and looking at other people's lives. No, like that just is more entertainment or checking out almost just like not having to do whatever it is you're doing. You just don't have to think about it. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And if that's your only thing, if you are telling me like, why take, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes a day to scroll alone, that's when it's like, uh, well, you're, then you have zero self-care. <laughs> zero, yeah. We are at zero and we need to have at least a little bit every day. Yeah, I agree. Completely. Yeah. 
Well, where can our, with my listeners find you? And I think that you're just, it's a breath of fresh air. I love it. We could talk all day and I still love the little closet that you're in, um, (laughs) all white. And then you're in like a dark clothing. So it's amazing. Um, and it's just, I, you bring such a fresh look to it and I love the name of your podcast and everyone should go and check out the undomestic undomestic mom podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, of course. And so, yeah. um, share where we could find you. Yeah. So, right. So the Undomestic mom, uh, podcast, I'm there every week, uh, sharing again, more thoughts on self-care and really just trying to empower, you know, my fellow millennial moms to really just like take some things off of your plate. Um, and then you can always find me on Instagram on domestic mom. I do daily reels, uh, really into the reels because I love a super digestible, small piece of, again, either validation, empowerment, humor, whatever the case may be. Um, so I'm over there every day, just giving out those little tidbits and you can find me in either of those places. I love me some reels. Yes, I do. It's taking my lane. I think it's fun because you can I like the humor ones. I prefer those. I, the inspirational ones and things like that. I actually just posted one the other day. Um, I like those when I hear the right sound, but I yes. love the funny ones that are relatable that someone's like, yup, mm-hmm. that's it. And it might not be pretty, mm-hmm. but it's real. And that's what we want to see. And so that's why I really enjoyed interviewing you. Cause you're just very real, you know, off the cuff, like just <laughs> is what you. it is. And I like it. I like thank it. you. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being here. Make sure you guys go check out Taryn and all of her, uh, her podcasts and, and check her out on Instagram. Go, go check out her reels. And, um, I hope to have you back soon. Great. Thank you so much, Heather. This was great. Yes. Yes. This is so fun. And thank you again for listening to an episode of the chaos and cookies podcast, go check out all the links in the show notes. And also if you need some help grabbing, um, grab your uh, pocket playbook and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the chaos and cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the chaos and cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies.